Welcome to Balanced Pixels, a podcast where three friends from different walks of life share their love of video games and how they manage to fit all those pixels into their busy schedules. Drizzle, a super mom who does it all. Josh, a desert dweller with a love for sunshine. And Scully, a virtual builder who has her hands in all the cookies. Balanced Pixels is brought to you by O'Connor's Private Investigation Agency. Stuck in the dusk? Can't remember how you got here or why? Give us a call and we'll side quest the shit out of your unfinished business. Time of completion may vary. Agency not liable if case remains unsolved due to autosave issues or forgetfulness of detectives. (laughs) Autosave issues? Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So hi guys, welcome to episode 9. Huzzah! Yay! Yay! So 10 already. Oh my goodness. Wow. Who would have guessed? I mean, honestly, we made it past. Wow. This is nuts. Right? Yeah. I'm like, no, this is murdered soul suspect. So this week we're covering a murdered soul suspect, you guys. This is probably another one of the games I'm very passionate about. So passionate. Oh. <laughs> yes, this is this is you're going to be the expert on this one. <laughs> so prepare for a lot of scully. <laughs> Look, you guys, I was like, you folks listening can't see the notes, but we can see the notes, and I, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know that the are... image when people unroll rolls and it just keeps on going and going and going. The parchment. That's our notes for tonight's show. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a CBS receipt. Like, is, oh my gosh, right? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Like, it says five pages on my screen right now, and I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> Did I? Really no, this is great. <laughs> you are prepared. There is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> this also puts my cyberpunk notes to shame. <laughs> oh no, I just I can go on forever. That's the only the only reason why it's so long. <laughs> I love it. Well, then let's, uh, without further ado, let's get into this. Yeah. All right, guys. So this game is Murdered Soul Suspect. This was developed by All Right Games, and um, they shortly shut down after the game launched. Rest in pieces. Oh. I know. Right? I guess it wasn't all right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so many puns to be made here. I was like, I was like, rip. <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness. But the uh, the composer for the music for this game is Jason Graves, who uh, when I googled him, he was credited for a lot of the music for Dead Space, Alpha Protocol, Tomb Raider, uh, Far Cry Primal, and almost all of Bethesda's Star Trek games. <laughs> Really? Uh, Far Cry Primal soundtrack is gorgeous, guys. So this is it. Um, I am a soundtrack fiend next to a lore horror fiend. So um, this music, when I was watching Scully play it, it got me hooked. And it makes sense. It was the composer who did that. But yeah, you guys got to treat yourself to the Far Cry uh, Primal soundtrack. It's really awesome, including this soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It really sets the vibe and the tone of this whole game. Oh yeah, and I like I have a I have a thing for listening to game soundtracks for a particular game that I'm writing notes on. So I was mm-hmm. listening to the soundtrack and I was like, oh my god, I was so into it. <laughs> I just have kept to, I wasn't paying attention to the soundtrack in the game like when I was watching gameplay footage, but yeah. now I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it. Well, there was oh, so yeah. much to like 
watch and learn oh. from this game like like how oh, much yeah. they like details uh we'll, which we'll get into from like present day from the past day and um just tiny like historical details it's like where, right. where it takes place it's amazing so totally it's, sucked me in yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like having played this game and diving into the story i'm really upset that all right games closed after this game launched i was like you guys did such a good job i know so i would have loved to see more games come out of them because they did such they did a really good job they definitely did for especially for like an indie kind of you know small company yeah so um mm. they uh this game was actually published by broad media and square square enix square enix, square enix. yeah square enix yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. i'm like is the this japanese uh japanese i, I think japanese <laughs> yeah japanese. so this, this game actually um when you look up the voice actors they have the the japanese voice actors and they have the english voice actors for each of the characters listed mm -hmm. oh okay I see now, because this is the second game that Square Enix published from this little indie studio. And Capcom actually published a game from them, too. I saw oh, yeah. So, like, they're, they're definitely big in Japan, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and let's see. I also made a note of the engine this was built on. It was built on the Unreal Engine 3. Oh, I remember those days. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's that, that wasn't that bad of an engine back then. <laughs> like, when this well, came out, that was a good engine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, watching people play it, because, um, again, I'm chicken, so I don't play any horror games. Um, it aged really well. Yeah. Yeah. It still so, looks good today. It does. It really honestly. does. Mm -hmm. So um, if you guys are wondering how old this game is, it actually released on June 3rd, 2014. So back when I started my streaming adventures. Like, oh my way back then, this was one of the games I streamed, and I was very passionate about the games I was streaming back then. <laughs> so, this is uh, definitely one of them. I really, really enjoyed this one. So, this one came out on um, PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and then later it came out for the uh, the Four and the the One, and it was also on Android and Microsoft Windows. It was on Android. Whoa! Yeah, I, Whoa. Did, I did not know it was on Android, which might be why Broad Media is listed as one of the publishers. That would make uh, sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I was like, that yeah, because that was right Android. around. That was around the time that like the Unreal Engine started to really like push and test on Android devices. So, yeah, I yeah. guess it would make sense. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. So um, this game is a. So if you're wondering the like, gameplay wise and like what kind of genre it falls under. It's a single player, role play, wait for it, action adventure, stealth, adventure game, and it's in a third person view gameplay style, uh, which is actually really cool because the uh, main protagonist we play as, Ronan, has these cool glowing ghostly bullet holes in him mm -hmm. and they kind of smoke. So you get to see that as you're playing. It's just like, that, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> Also, the way he died, I was just like, oh, dang. Oh, like, that, oh my God. <laughs> that like, was rough. <laughs> oh, that, like, the opener for the game is just, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, for a brief outline of the story, it takes place in one of my favorite places in the States, Salem, Massachusetts. So awesome there to go there in person. Right. Oh, it's like one of my favorite cities. Oh, I just need to visit. 
Oh, I went there uh, during Halloween. Honestly, the best time to go visit. Oh, Fen was oh, just there for Halloween, too. Yeah, Fen was out there right now. He is, and he is enjoying that time. I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's see. This is uh, this is where Ronan, who we play as, is, he's our main protagonist. He's a detective hunting down a serial killer called the Bell Killer, which... This is totally side note. We're going to get way off topic here. It kind of reminds me so much of the Bell Witch. And given that it takes place in Salem, a place well known for its witch trial history and what you learn as we reach the end of the game, I really wonder if this was kind of a nod to that haunting from Tennessee. And if you have no clue what I'm talking about, please hit pause. Go listen to Morbid A True Crime Podcast. Um, I think it's episode <laughs> 219 is our episode on the Bell Witch. It's so informative and amazing. And B and I are huge fans of their podcast. I love them so much. <laughs> it, it helps though, they kind of they kind of remind us. Goofy, nerdy people who really love serial killers and blood. Right? It's like Ash said, and, like oh. yesterday Ash said something about um, Harry Potter and I literally screamed out loud, oh my God, I love you, Ash. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> I've got to give this a listen. I, once I put down my wine and crime stuff, I gotta get into. Yeah, you guys, man. Yeah, I, that's. I mean, serious. I mean, true crime uh, podcasts are really fun. I think that's like the most horror, scary, spoopy I'll do. Dad and creepy pasta, because you know cryptids. Hey. Uh, hey. But yeah, no, I totally agree with you about the bell killer. Um, I think it is a nod. Um, there are a lot of serial killers that kind of align to it, but I think it's more or less this uh, that you picked up, Scully. Oh, yeah, because yeah. like we and we'll get into it a little bit later. We learn uh, they, they tied in a lot of the witch trial history into this game. I know. And that's so why awesome. I really think it's a nod towards the bell witch. Mm hmm. <laughs> But yes. I think it is. Like now yeah. that now that you mentioned, like I wouldn't be surprised if it is. It's gotta be. It's gotta it's be. Gotta be. Like yeah, the the Bell Witch hunting takes place in Tennessee, which is a completely different state. But still, like there are so many similarities that I see in here. Yeah. And I'm just like, they they knew about this this haunting. They had to have like been like, that's the perfect name for this serial killer. Agreed. <laughs> so um yeah, uh, let let's see. let's get back on topic. Hashtag love you, uh, Ash and Alina. Um, <laughs> we're here still gushing. Uh, so yeah, so let's see. Um, we're investigating the bell killer and subsequently we're killed by him right from the start of the game. So uh, we don't even get to play as a living, breathing person. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, I was really shocked by that. Yeah, it's just straight into the afterlife. And I was like, oh, down okay. and dirty. Keep your shoes on. Let's go. I know. I was like, oh, okay. Um, That's so, like doing this. All right. <laughs> so the opening cutscene is literally uh, Ronan getting shoved through a window from the top story of a building. And then, you know, the killer comes down, pew pews, some holes into him, which is actually a really cool cinematic scene where you so see, awesome. like, you know, he's shooting uh, Ronan's body, and Ronan's ghost is also getting these bullet holes appearing through his body. His ghost body. Double tap. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, oh, it's such a good opening scene mm -hmm. for, you know, dying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you're dead, but it's a good opening scene. 
I love how they trick you into thinking that you could save yourself. Right? Yeah. And it's it's so right. realistic. Like, it puts you it's, in that moment. Like, if you were in his shoes, you'd also be like, if I just get back into my body, I, like, I'm yeah. still alive. Yeah. Talk I about thought he was going to live. I know. Huge bait and switch. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Major. They were just mm. like, oh, oh, you think? Nah. Nah. JK fam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, so there's like, there's a lot of cutscenes in this um this opening scene, but it gives us the background story of Ronan and his progression from his rough childhood of a life of crime to becoming a detective, which realistically might not actually be a thing, but hey, it's a video game, so... <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just go with the story. It's it's wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so once we uh, we fully transition into the uh, the realm of the dead, we see our long dead wife Julia, and she's the one who explains to us that we need to finish our unresolved business in order to cross over and join her in the afterlife. And she explains right now, like we're we're in what is called the dusk, and. So we have to solve the investigation into the Bell Killer in order to uh, cross over. After that, we you know we run into some other ghosts, which we can talk to, and we can sometimes help these other ghosts move on in the form of side quests. Nodding back to our mock commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I love side quests, though. Side quests are I so do. fun, and it's such like it, it adds so much to the story when you have side quests. Because mm-hmm. you get like a little more tidbits of information about just the world in general, and I was mm. like, I love that. And there's and, even a and lo- does it help like with your case overall of like finishing your business, or is it um, really you just have to like find the killer? You can play the entire game and just do the main quest, and the side quests won't matter. Oh, um, oh okay. okay, yeah. And there's also the issue of uh, the autosave that I had mentioned before. <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't autosave on side quests, or at least it didn't. I don't know if that's changed since then, but I highly doubt oh, it, considering no. that the, uh, the company closed down afterwards. I doubt there have been any patches. Oh, man, no, probably not. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a, a rough thing that we have to deal with. So... If you have the time to do side quests, do side quests. If not, you can just do the entire main story and then replay it for the side quests later. And okay, yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of articles saying like, "Oh, there's no replay value." I was like, "Yeah, there is if you don't do the side quest your first playthrough." <laughs> I was like, "You okay, can do yeah. main storyline uh, playthrough and then go back and do the side quest." Of course, you have to do the uh, the main story over again, but. After that, it's, you know, you've already done it once. It's a little easier to, to know, okay, this is what I got to do. I don't have to sit here and figure it out now. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so the side quests are, uh, are really, really interesting. You learn some background stories on Salem, Massachusetts, like the history and stuff like that, as well as uh, some of the people who have lived and died in Massachusetts. Goodness. Okay. Yeah. yeah some of them look like they've been there for a while. Like, oh yeah, Salem witch trials. Wild. <laughs> oh yeah, and I think it's really cool that they um they set it up this way because Ronan's a detective and like uh the whole thing about in the desk is like your abilities and like all the stuff you're good at in life turn into your ghostly abilities in the afterlife. 
okay. So him oh. being able to solve these people's uh, like unfinished business for them is like mm-hmm. one of his special abilities. Oh, and that's why we have okay. these side quests, and that's why like some of these uh, ghosts are so old because not, they haven't come across someone who's a who's a detective and has that ability yeah. to figure things out for them. Yeah, now they got somebody that can do DNA mm. tests and go all like CSI on their shit. Then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was very, very creative on their part. So um, right now is a good time to actually jump into the characters since I've been saying like Ronan's name a lot. <laughs> and people might be like, who? What? Huh? Who? <laughs> Bell Keller? Did it kill him with bells? Yeah. Ding ding. <laughs> It's your time, bitches! <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> like, um, really? Actually, that would probably terrify me more, and I would probably die literally laughing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm the bell killer. Like, oh no! And then he's just like, ding ding, it's your time, bitch! <laughs> like, what? I don't know, I just went to like a butler or something, you know? Like, ding ding! And then to, uh, what's the movie, the hand and like you know <laughs> oh my god the, uh, uh what's it? i think it was a scary movie i think or something like that one of the mm-hmm. old scary yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> just, like, like you said i'd die laughing i'd just be like no <laughs> this. detectors are all like hmm, all of these all of these uh you know victims died with a smile on their face <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yeah, our uh, our main character, our main protagonist is uh, Ronan O'Connor. Uh, he's the detective with a rough past. Uh, once a criminal himself, Ronan is a bit arrogant and he seems pretty strong-headed. And not so many cops on the force care for him. Uh, yeah, they don't like him. Yeah, he's very insistent on catching the bell killer instead of like, you know, waiting for backup and doing things by the books. Um, mm. And this ultimately is what gets him killed. And ah. interesting side note on this character, uh, the English voice actor for this character is Jason Brooks, which some of our older listeners might recognize from shows like Baywatch, The Pretender, and the soap Wait. opera my grandmother loved to watch, Days of Our Lives. Oh my god, Days of Our Lives. Yes, I right. actually had a stint where I watched that show. No kidding. Yes. Here. Actually, it was in college for me in the 90s. So every time I come home from class, it was like days and homework. Oh, uh, my oh wait, no, no, I'm sorry. Young and the Restless, that's the one that I got Oh, for me, on. it was days, though. Days of Our Lives, though. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, my grandmother loved her soap opera. She's watched, like, all, she watched all of them, but I mm-hmm. distinctly remember Days of Our Lives. <laughs> so gotta I, watch them stories gotta watch them stories yeah, so when I saw his name listed as a voice actor I was like wait a minute so I looked it up and I was like oh my god so they uh they casted him because he's got that scruffy voice that fits mm. so well mm-hmm. with like a detective from Massachusetts and you see like the way Ronan dresses himself in this game he's got the the, the vest he's dressed all like nice he's got his suspenders the vest the fedora Smoking his cigarette, his sleeves rolled up to the elbows. Mm. Like, yeah, that's definitely. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I just looked up Jason Brooks. Yes, I know him from Baywatch now. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was a little blown away. I was like, wow, they got Jason Brooks to voice Ronan, their main character. He did a really good job, though. Like, yeah. he's a perfect voiceover for this. Oh yeah, he does such a good job bringing Ronan to life. You know, mm-hmm. no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Even in the afterlife. Yeah, I was like, for a dead guy, he's got so much life. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, uh, the other other character that we uh, we see a lot of is the Bell Killer, which is our antagonist. And it's this hooded serial killer that's uh, seemingly killing random people, primarily mm. women. Um, and we, of course, also kill Ronan in the beginning of the game. So, um, another character that we see quite a bit of is Baxter. <laughs> I don't like Baxter. I don't like this guy. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone likes him. Like, the first, his first scene is just like, the fuck are you doing, you asshat? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so tampering with evidence, all that good stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is uh he's one of the cops that doesn't like Ronin. And <laughs> I even put it in my notes. He's a real ass hat, but he does have a good heart. And we learn that later on, but still he is a bit of a jerk. Does he have a good heart or is it because he has a really strong guilt factor? I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh the guilt. I'm wondering the same thing, Triz. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Because we find out later on that he he actually um he I think believe he was a detective and he got demoted. Oh, not surprised. Yeah, but <laughs> jealousy. He was secretly still investigating the Bell Killer on his on his own time because he wanted to catch this guy and he wanted to stop the murders. Yeah, he was like you know he wanted to stop the murders. So I was like, okay, you know, he's got a good heart, you know, he's trying to solve this on his own and do what he can, but also that's not how you do things, and you're you know pissed at Ronan for not doing things by the book and you're not doing it by the book either. <laughs> yeah, hypocrite. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. No. yeah. I did not like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then ranting about Baxter, uh, our next character that we see is, uh, I want to say it's Javier. It looks like Javier. Uh -huh. uh, Javier Reyes, aka Rex. Uh, we know him mo mostly as Rex. He's Ronan's brother-in-law and a lieutenant in the Salem to police department with Ronan. And we find out that uh, he was actually the one to convince Rona to join the police force. And even after his sister's passing, he maintained a good relationship with his brother-in-law. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we often see him throughout the game uh, grieving, you know, the loss of his brother-in-law. And also, like, it also brings up that grief of losing his sister, too. Mm -hmm. um, and he also punches Baxter in the beginning of the game. And it's so satisfying to watch. Yes, it <laughs> is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When it happened, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to like you. this guy. <laughs> I was like, yes. But yeah, he um, he he definitely has. Uh, you see him a lot. And it's it's really sad because he gets really frustrated with the department because he's not allowed to investigate his brother-in-law's death because that's family. And that's protocol. You're not supposed to investigate family. If you have personal ties with the case, you're off the case. Right. So it's like, you know, I can get how that can be frustrating, especially when, you know, you've been hunting down the serial killer and that serial killer kills one of your family members. You're just like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. The next one uh, who's worthy of note is Abigail Williams. And you guys might recognize that name. I recognized that name the first time I played it. That character is based off of the real Abigail Williams from the late 1600s. She was one of the first little girls to falsely accuse her neighbors of witchcraft, thus leading to the Salem witch trials. So uh, this story, yes, it has roots in history, but they do like, mm -hmm. you know, add a lot of fiction in there. Um, so so she was the first little brat you ran into, right? Yes. Okay. So um, <laughs> uh, she's a ghost in the story and she's trapped in the desk just like us. 
and we ran into her throughout the game and she also helps explain like a you know, where we are, our abilities, what demons are, what objects we can and cannot move through, why some objects are glowing. So uh, she uh, she does help us out like begrudgingly because she, she literally says like, I'm just tired of helping the new ones. <laughs> like, go away. Yeah. I mm -hmm. was like, all right, bitch. I mean, I would be too <laughs> after like, what, 400 years? <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. But yeah, so that that was like really cool for me when I first started playing this game. I was like, holy fucking shit, Abigail Williams, um, who actually historically, um, there's no record of her dying as a child. I think she actually grows up and continues on. She just she literally just drops out of history after the witch trials. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. So I couldn't find any. I wonder, I, like, I wonder if she ever imagined in a million years that she would be a virtual ghost that helps people on a moving picture box well, think about it. it's kind of like a redemption for her spirit to do that because after like then maybe she realizes that she's been falsely accusing people she's basically lying so this is her purgatory punishment redemption. yeah yeah sure i'm sitting here just with this big grin on my face i'm not gonna spoil anything for you guys Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say uh, she's still a bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. She's like, and she's like, she's even like, when she sees you, she's like, oh my God, she's so irritated with you. And I'm just like, girl, could you drop the attitude? You've been dead for how long? <laughs> right. Oh my God. Um, so the, the last character that I'm going to like mention here is one of my favorites. It's Joy Foster. Um, this last character is, that I'm mentioning here is is our primary ally in this game, and she helps Ronan solve the case. But she's not a ghost. Joy is actually a teenager, and she's a medium. Oh, so she can okay. communicate with ghosts stuck in the dusk. I really liked her. I actually kind of like went through like some of the last bits of the Let's Plays on YouTube and like saw some scenes with her and watched a bit of how you interact with her. And it's super cool. Like oh, yeah. I do really like her. They like they did such a good job with this, um, with like the relationship between these two characters. And it's like it felt it feels natural. It doesn't feel like they forced it. Which yeah. Sometimes yep. you see in some games, but um, like Ronan really becomes like a mentor and a friend to her. And I was like, this is so cool. This is so sweet. So she ends up helping us track down the killer while she's looking for her mother, who happens to be a profiler for the police. And she's oh. also a medium as well. Um, so it's a bit of like, she's trying to make sure that, you know, her mother hasn't been murdered by the killer, by the killer. Mm -hmm. Cause you mm -hmm. know, she's a lady. Uh, and it seems like the bell killer likes to murder them ladies and because she can't find her mom and the reason she can't find her mom is because uh she actually ran away from home and was living separately from her mother and when she went to go be like hey mom what's up she couldn't find her so she's like mom <laughs> well that that kind of happens sometimes when you run away yeah i was <laughs> like oh <laughs> But yeah, um, so being like, you know, this this ability that they have being a medium, it runs in her family. And Joy really hasn't like fully developed her her skills as a medium yet. And she probably would have if she hadn't run away from home. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Ronan and Joy have this very unique bond that forms over time in the game because, you know, Ronan 
can also sympathize with her having a rough childhood like Joyce had. So, um, yeah, he's just like, you know, he feels the need to, like, help this girl out and try to get okay. her on the right tracks and not, you know, have as shitty as a life as uh, Ronan did. <laughs> he's like, trust me, Which kid. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and she was a little hesitant, too, to even work with a cop, despite him being dead, right? Oh, yeah. Like, she was kind of... Uh, and I, that explains it then, because I didn't realize that her mom was also somebody that worked with cops. So that that now all makes so much sense. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that she's a profiler. I was like, I'm wondering if she's, like, she's talking to the spirits of victims in order to get more details for this profile. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's there, there are some other characters uh, here and there, but mostly um, we hear the names of the victims. So, and I'm gonna list them here because you know uh, why not? Yeah, I was like, because you know you're, you're gonna hear about them. We're gonna we're gonna meet most of them in the uh, in the dusk. Um, so we have murder victims like Sophia Baker, uh, Father McCauley, if I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. that right. Um, Iris and Rose Campbell, who are sisters. Um, and then we also uh, eventually learn that these women do have something in common, you guys. Uh, except for the father. Um, the father was not a woman. Um, these, w- <laughs> <laughs> these women are also mediums, like Joy and her mother, Cassandra. That's an interesting connection. Yeah. A pattern. Yes. Mm. But the police department aren't going to see that because, you know, these women aren't being like, hey, I can talk to ghosts. Spook, spook, motherfucking spook. Yeah, Uh, they're not Long Island uh, mediums here, okay? They don't have big hair in a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and then Father McCauley, his, his connection is he has, like, a personal relationship with Joy and he looks out for her. Which is what eventually gets him killed by the Bell Killer because he ends up being oh. in the way. Mm. So I was like, oh, that was a tough scene to watch too. I was like, no, he's the one living person looking out for her. Ugh, go figure. Right? I was like, god oh, damn it. And then uh, another thing worth mentioning here is uh, there are demons in this game. Um, yeah. I was not expecting this part. <laughs> ah, this is like, this was so cool. So um, they essentially can like, they like want to eat your soul. is pretty much. And um, Abigail, oh, ex- yeah, Abigail even explains to us in the beginning that they were once ghosts that have become corrupt and robbed of, robbed of their souls after being in the dusk too long. And they eat the souls of other ghosts in hopes to regain their own soul. So they're literally like ghost zombies trying to nom on your soul rather than your brains. That's kind of weird. And Which creepy. When she was explaining this too, I was like, wait a minute. If this girl is like 400 years old, how long have these demons been in the dusk then? Right? Like apparently That's... 400 years is not long enough. I guess it varies <laughs> um, like ghost to ghost because some people, uh, from what I gathered, with some, uh, some souls will cor- go corrupt very quickly. Mm. Oh, so, okay. So, I guess it really okay. depends on their unfinished business and mm. okay. how like how upset they are over it. Gotcha. Okay, so then. she's just crusty. She's not corrupt. So like yeah. she's able to keep going in the dust. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. There's like um. I'm gonna slide in here. There's a thing for in uh in Mexican culture like the Dia de los Muertos, um, where. And the reason why we have an altar with our family is to remember them. And as long as we remember these family members who've passed away, 
their soul is still saved in purgatory or the you know the middle ground until they're called up you know yeah or down and if the family of that person who is in that area uh, no longer has family in, in the living world their soul becomes corrupt and it and they become oh, like no. a dark soul they feed upon like um who like just pretty much try to like uh influence those who are remaining who those who have family and they become like a specter or a ghost a kuchuya a, a boogeyman basically so it kind of it's kind of interesting to see this play out as you're describing it because i'm like there's a lot of cultures that actually uh mention this sort of life um this sort of thing so yeah um, i didn't realize well i guess it makes sense <laughs> It's like Coco. I love that movie so yes, much. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Disney fans. This is a little more, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a little like dark, but yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah Coco's actually. Anyone who's seen that is definitely, um, it's definitely a really good example of. Is it? Belief there, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I just, okay. I just remember that. I was like, oh yeah, because yeah. To, I mean, like this whole weekend oh, yeah. is all Dia de los Muertos. This is like the second Halloween for us Hispanic kids. So, <laughs> in, in very Disney fashion, Disney leaves out the dark side of all these stories. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of dark sides. But yeah, no. But this, it's really funny how like they are the demons, and it kind of makes sense. And maybe in this game, going back to this game, the reason why Abigail is uh, so alive, so to speak, and still there is maybe because she you know she created a, some sort of stir in history that she still remembered oh, i mean she technically is think about it like yeah. this serum is based off of uh, at least you know 2014 uh, yeah and so as long as her name so long as her name is technically in the book and it is mentioned that's why her soul is still there, crusty and bitchy as it is, versus <laughs> the demons out there, you know, the corrupted souls. Maybe there's like no one on, on earth to remember them. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That actually would make so much sense. Cause like I, I remember learning about Abigail in history books, right? Like, oh yeah. So mm -hmm. like we're taught this in school sometimes. Well, at least we were back in the 90s. But like, <laughs> and, and those who know me know that I, I was that little kid in the library checking out the witch trial books. <laughs> before even learning about it in school and the librarians are just like you should not be reading this and i'm like scan it <laughs> i was the <laughs> little creepy kid so i was like the second i heard abigail williams i was like no fucking way <laughs> way <laughs> i was just like ah and she's even in the puritan like like the dress and everything like that and i was just like oh ah. <laughs> oh yeah, she's got definitely got some Wednesday Adams vibes going on. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So um, uh, there's also mention of like uh, lost souls, which I'm one like they don't really explain it, or at least uh, I couldn't find anything that explained the difference between demons and lost souls. Because um, mm. usually see the lost souls on the ground, reaching their hands up like, ah, hi, <laughs> right? We're gonna yeah. drag you down to hell. <laughs> Um, I'm wondering if those are the souls that get eaten by the uh, the demons. So that would make sense. Oh, it's like demon poop. That's the little piles of <laughs> demon poop right there. I mean, they are on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and the demons low-key kind of look like uh, Dementors from Harry Potter. Okay, oh, yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Even when yeah. you look at the, uh, the game art for the, for the demons, like, I was just like, you guys are totally channeling Harry Potter for this. 
Totally. Oh my God. It totally does. Yeah. They are terrifying. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. They are absolutely terrifying. Oh God. Yeah. The anxiety that comes with trying to escape those guys is just. Uh... Yeah. I was like, oh. But um, I think now's a good time to jump into the in-game world, which is probably my favorite part, and I think I wrote the most about this. Yeah. Well, it's, it's gorgeous from what I saw you play and then what I saw in the Let's Play. I can see why that's so much heavily detailed, and it's yes. incredible. Like, yeah. it has, oh my god, it has so much depth and texture in such a unique way. Um, so we have, of course, modern-day Salem, which is where Ronan is from, but we also see the ghostly remnants of old Salem. So yeah. like which is wild. <laughs> it's so cool. So you have all of these ghostly parts that have the same eerie like blue glow that we do and it consists of like buildings that sometimes merge into currently standing buildings. We have stairs that are no longer there. Uh, we have objects like old carts, piles of wood, tombstones. Um, like you name it, it's probably in there. And these ghostly items that we can also interact with uh, that pertain to certain main quest items and side quest items. So it's oh, it's so okay. cool. Um, I didn't realize that they had ties into that. I just I was like fascinated by the fact where I'm like, okay, I wonder how much of these ghostly things are actually like real things in Salem that okay. actually existed, you know? And like, I'm wondering like what what the the research was done on this game because it's it's really cool to think about that like oh yeah there's a whole building here you know or you know this is where odal graveyard was oh yeah and it's so cool like um the scene that i'm thinking of in particular is when he's out on the beach at the docks and stuff like that and there's these yeah. these little this little like a uh, small little graveyard with all these little crosses and tombstones out on the beach yeah. and yeah that was set up because there was a ship that had um, sank with a bunch of passengers on it, and they all drowned to death. So oh, wow. the people of oh, Salem, so they were actually buried there. Yeah, so the people of Salem, their bodies were lost at sea. Um, so the people of Salem came out and made this memorial to remember their loved ones who were on that ship. And I was oh, like, okay, oh, it's just there's so much history and depth and like, oh my mm -hmm. god, like I got goosebumps again, guys. <laughs> so good, <laughs> I love that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'd be pausing this game every single moment and like, like freaking looking up the history and just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Play the game for 31 minutes. Oh, wow. Research it, compare it. Oh my gosh. Right? This is cool. And they also dive into the um, the Salem Witch Trials too. And I was just like, yes. Amazing. Because, you know, like I said, I was that kid. <laughs> i was that little spooky kid like i want to check out these books and they're like you should not be reading these too bad <laughs> but i am i've already read through it <laughs> i just want to take it home with me and read it some more <laughs> um but yeah so a lot of these ghostly objects uh we can't move through them but um they're some items and walls in the current world that we can, with the exception of consecrated buildings. And most of modern Salem, all of the buildings are consecrated. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we can't we can't just like, you know, walk up to a building and walk through the door like a ghost would. Uh, you have to wait for the door to be open. And once you're inside that building, the rest of the walls are free game. So the interior walls and doors, you can just walk on through those. So I thought that was really cool, um, which, yeah. you know, kind of like gates off the areas that you can go to 
in a unique way without going, yeah, no, you haven't unlocked this yet. You can't go there. I saw that. That was actually really cool. Yeah. Because that would drive me insane because that would cause me to go into a side quest, which would probably lead me to another side quest, which would lead me to another side quest. Well, actually, the side quests are very, uh, very, like, neatly sprinkled throughout the quest line, like the main quest line. So each mm-hmm. area you go, you go to, you'll have like two or three side quests in that area that you can do. And once you leave that area, most of the time you can't come back to that area. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, So we progressed through the world as we progressed through the main storyline. So a lot of these side quests you have to do along the way, which is why, you know, I was like, I'll do the main quest and then I'll go back and do the side quests <laughs> and just mm-hmm. breathe through the main quest again because I've already done it. <laughs> So that's what I usually yeah, do. That's... I usually, you know, I'll do the main quest first and then I'll do all the side quests in another playthrough. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense then. That makes sense. And because, I mean, you really, like, the whole time, like, when I was watching the Let's Plays too, I I was definitely more, like, hyper fixated on the main story because I was like, we gotta get this guy. <laughs> you know, like, but right. once you get through it once, I feel like then, yeah, you definitely want to go back and like play the other stuff too. Oh, yeah. And it's so much easier because you know where, like, you know what levels you're going to run into demons. You're going to know generally how you got through it last time. Because <laughs> um, that was my biggest thing. This is the first playthrough. I, w- I wanted to do everything at once, um, doing the main quest line and the side quests. And mm-hmm. It got really frustrating when I got to the parts that got harder with the demons, and I was like, okay, I can't do all of this. I have to just yeah. focus on the main quest line and I'll play it again later. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was like once, you know, once I get through the main quest line, I'll know what the, the general layout of the, the game is, and I'll be able to breeze through it more quickly and, you know, actually be able to hit up those side quests and be like, hey boo, how can I help you? <laughs> Do you think that that was designed on purpose or Um, it just is just you? I think it was just me. Like, you know, I get I get really frustrated when uh, something is literally trying to nom on my face every every five steps in one level Uh, in particular. (laughs) There's a bunch of demons and it was like, you got to navigate through this and be stealthy and don't get your face eaten off. And I was like, um, (laughs) no, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the ones I was like, I'm just going to do this when I have more time. <laughs> but yeah, so back to the, the buildings, um, the consecrated buildings. Uh, once you're inside, you can't pass through the consecrated walls because for some reason, it's just the, the outer walls that are consecrated, the outer walls and doors. Okay. So in order to leave, you got to go back through another open door. But once you're in, you're in. <laughs> um, and then let's see. Uh, ooh. This is my favorite part. So to add to the spookiness of the dusk, there are ghostly figures sprinkled throughout the uh, the world that disappear as we get closer. And what? and yes, guys. Yeah. Some of them yeah, are children. I saw this. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah. Some some <laughs> of these ghosts are children, and it's they're like old timey children, so it's really fucking spooky. Nope. I'm glad no, I didn't see that. No, thank you. Part. Check, please. <laughs> Gotta go. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, bye. <laughs> But they disappear okay, like when you get closer to them. So I'm just like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm still, creeped. Bye. I'm all like, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh-huh. creeped out. But at least you're not like standing here staring at me, and I can't talk to you. <laughs> true, true. I thought yeah. I'd be more creeped out. Than, where are they going to come up from now? Are they come up from behind me and scare me? Like, are they going to eat my soul? Like, what? I don't know. <laughs> Those are just. I don't trust ones. them. <laughs> Although, 
I'm like, although some children in this game. <laughs> uh, not not spoiling it. Okay, so uh, as for the gameplay, uh, God, the gameplay itself is unique. So like, uh, like I keep saying this word throughout this episode, but this game is so unique. Every aspect of it has a unique aspect. So the gameplay, um, we learned that ghosts have different abilities than others. Um, mm. And as Ronin, we have these ghostly abilities like possession, where we can read minds, influence thoughts, and see through other people's eyes, which is called peeking. Not that kind of peeking, guys. We're, we're looking through mm. people's eyes, not peeking and uh, people. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Not peeking. That's pretty interesting, too, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. So um, later on, we can also possess cats and control their movements, which is pretty cool. We can't control people movements, but we control cats. So, um, okay, I need to play this. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, I'm like, like, I literally, the first time I possessed a cat, I was like, I'm a kitty, I'm a little kitty, I'm a kitty cat. <laughs> I'm all like, do, 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 do. Spends 12 hours in the game napping. <laughs> I, know. I was like, I'm just gonna lick my paws and rub my ears. Not shit over. Yes. I'm literally, literally Thackeray Binks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish I still had the the vod of my reaction the first time I possessed a cat. I literally squealed. I was like, oh my god, I'm a cat! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see. Being possessed cats. Uh, we're also able to reveal hidden ghostly objects, which I kind of mentioned above before. Um, so, so those ghostly objects are the ones that pertain to the main quest line or the side quests. And I think, okay. I think it's really cool because when you walk up to them, you only sit, see like bits and pieces. Like uh, the, mm -hmm. the time you watched me play Triz, um, when we were looking in the closet, I was like, okay, that looks like a shovel. That looks like piece of a, like a piece of a phone. Maybe that's a lighter. Mm. Uh, right. You come across a ghost later on and it unlocks a side quest. You come back to that closet and you have the option to reveal the items. Oh. And it reveals Ooh. these gardening tools. So uh, my thoughts of lighter and phone were totally off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it was actually like a uh, watering can and a bag of fertilizer. <laughs> I was like, how? <laughs> how? I mean, I can see the watering can looking at that going like, that looks like a piece of a phone. But the lighter and the, <laughs> the fertilizer, uh, I don't know how I got that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you'll find like um, these ghostly objects that aren't fully like visible. You'll see like pieces of it. And if mm -hmm. you aren't able to reveal it at that point in time, it means it pertains to a side quest or part of the quest that you haven't reached yet. And once you reach that, you gotta remember where those things are so you can go back and be like, oh shit, I go uh... look at that stuff now. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a, like a lot of memory skill building on this part. Like, oh yeah. I can't even remember what I had for breakfast, so this is going to be tough. <laughs> I'll just look at your Instagram and let you know. Hold on, let me see. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's really cool because like, there's a lot of times where I don't remember where these things are, but I end up backtracking a lot throughout the, mm. the level. And I go, mm -hmm. oh, hey, look, there's a thing that I can reveal now. And I was like, oh, I probably saw that earlier. <laughs> 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 now, does it direct you or do you actually have to remember like 
what level or where it was exactly. It doesn't really direct you, but everything that pertains to like um, the part of the quest you're working on or a side quest is all in that level mm-hmm. that you're currently in. So, okay. Um, and when I say level, I can mean like you're in a consecrated building. That is an entire level itself. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, right. there's one point where we go to this graveyard and I was just like, oh my god, I'm vibing here. <laughs> I'm like, this is my level. (laughs) (laughs) Huge. It's a huge level and so much spookness in it. And I love it. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Creepy graveyard. Mine would be wherever the cat is. I just need the cat to possess. That's it. (laughs) You're like, can we go back to the cat level? That'd be great. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I was like, there's, there's plenty of cats that we can possess in this game. Or I think there's plenty. Um, but yeah, I love the first time you possess a cat is just something special. <laughs> I remember my first time possessing a cat. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> but yeah, um, so let's see. As we progress through this game, we grow those ghostly abilities that I just mentioned, and we learn some new ones. Uh, we learn to do uh, this ability to control certain objects in the living realm. So like a poltergeist. Um, hey, cool. Yeah, there's also teleportation, which I was like, yes, thank God, no more walking. Um, <laughs> the and this one's really cool: the ability to see scenes from the past through ghostly residue, and um, and then also to focus his sight to see the ghosts through walls, which is so handy. But the seeing scenes from the past and like people's memories and like their ghostly mm. residue that's that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Also, when I read Ghostly Residue, I think um, uh, Ghostbusters, and I'm like, ew. Yes, okay. I'm like, what am I thinking of right now? Yes. I'm just like, don't touch that, Ronin. You don't know where it's been. So basically, ectoplasm. It's yeah. actually a, a legit real thing. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Alert. Yeah. <laughs> we have that in, in Elder Scrolls as well. I collect it. And you, I just right, yeah. Like I know, it. You collect it? <laughs> Could you just imagine Ronin, like, Ronin smearing this stuff on the walls? Like, wait, I'm getting an image. And he's just rubbing his hands into the, oh, <laughs> the ghostly <laughs> residue. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. He's like, I did, like, an image of him, like, leaning over and licking it. Yeah. So, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slap. Oh, this was around Thanksgiving. I, I taste turkey. <laughs> Is that cranberry Jones soda? Yes, yes, I can see it now. <laughs> I was thinking, I was sitting here thinking like a fortune teller rubbing her, her crystal ball. <laughs> now, oh, no. now I'm seeing that and they're like, he's he's mm. licking it like mm. <laughs> oh no. No, 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 That's gross. <laughs> so but gross. now that we ruined everybody's image about this ectoplasm in the game. Yes. <laughs> Every time they see it now, they're going to be like, wait. <laughs> yeah. And it's Images funny. of him licking it. <laughs> it's funny because you see it a lot, too. <laughs> oh, no. You're just like, ugh. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that's that's pretty much like the whole gameplay. And I did put a part in here about bugs because there are still bugs in this game, you guys. Um, so this game had bugs and glitches. They still kind of have bugs and glitches. Um, mm. With the closing of Alrighty Games uh, shortly after the release, most of the issues still exist. Um, 
However, to me, the storyline, the perspective, and the world and gameplay are so interesting and unique. It's almost like nothing I've ever played before. Um, and not to mention, they combine like three of my favorite things, which is supernatural elements and criminal investigations. Mm-hmm. And then you sprinkle in the, the noir uh, vibing detective as we play. <laughs> Uh, uh, he's also pretty easy on the eye, so oh, it's yeah. okay to play him. Yeah. And he's got that nice voice, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he could use a haircut, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, but just leave the beard and badge on. I'm okay with that. I like the tattoos, too. The right? Tattoos. I was going to be like, yes, oh, totally. The tats are good. Tats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, given everything that this game is, I think it's a very worth, uh, sorry, I think it's very worth playing the game. Uh, because it's literally almost like this game was made for me. But besides the fact, if you like all those things like I do, you should definitely give this game a play. <laughs> <laughs> or if you just played Bethesda games in general, you know, or games that have been launching lately and you're used to bugs, they probably won't bug you, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the last things I want to make a note on for this game is... uh. And I won't give anything away because the ending is so goddamn good. You just got to play it like, oh, my God. Um, The name Murdered Soul Suspect. Just keep that in mind when you're closing the like, like closing the case, because God fucking damn. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I didn't watch the ending on the Let's Plays. So, oh, that's probably a good thing since you really want to play this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially since I just bought it. Guys, like it's legit. It's on sale for like $1.99 on Steam and PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation yeah. Store. But for some reason, it's yeah. on sale for $2.99 on Xbox. I don't know why, but it is. But still, Bill Gates is running low on cash. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I was like, still, that's a yeah, really no, good it's, price. Yeah, no, I just pulled it up. I pulled it up on PlayStation. I'm like, wait, $1.99. It's yes. 90% off right now. Like as we're recording this, I'm like, and buy. Like that's literally yeah, just. Yeah, like, I know. My PlayStation app. app is looking at me like, are you gonna play this game, bitch? Because <laughs> you have like eight other games you're playing on, but you don't haven't played a single player game in a long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> I don't know when I'll get around to playing it, but I got um, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys. Like overall, this game is it's vastly underrated. And it's such a good game, especially for the price that it's on right now. Like, come on. Um, Heck yeah. And if you love spooky things and tr- like, you know, criminal investigations, you listen to true crime podcasts as much as I do on the daily. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love the storyline. I love the gaming experience. I love the world. I love the characters. Like it checked. This game checked all the boxes for me. And the bugs didn't bug me as much as it did other players. So, so what would you rank it as a spoopy level? How many spoopies out of 10? 10 spoopies. 10 spoopies? 10 spoopies. Maybe, Ten maybe, spoopy. maybe 11 spoopies. Like breaking the spoopy scale. Dang. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, in comparison to Resident Evil? <laughs> okay, you can't that's... compare it to Resident Evil. Come on, that's right. okay. <laughs> well, this is like a whole different level of horror <laughs> yeah. genre game, you know. So I, like, I can that's, see that's like comparing a Walmart Halloween decorations to like um, Target. Yeah, Target or, or Disneyland or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or, okay. Okay. Or like handcrafted spooky decorations on Etsy. Like, oh my god. <laughs> 
Okay, so this is more or less close to like 11 out of 10 spookies on a true crime drama noir ghosty vibe. Yes. <laughs> like it just sucks you in story wise and graphic and oh, music. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you're looking for so, a spooky uh, story and world to immerse yourself in, definitely an 11 out of 10 on the spoop scale. On the spoop scale. <laughs> on the spoop scale. That's, that's an official TM. <laughs> now we have a spoof scale for all of our horror games. <laughs> I know. I'm going to start asking. So on a spoopy scale. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I think there, I did have one downside for this game, though, was the, uh, the auto-saving. I don't care for auto-saving unless it's literally auto-saving, like, every step you take. Mm -hmm. Every step oh, you take. Yeah. I'm gonna auto save that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, um, the auto saving, especially with the side quests, I was just like, eh. mm -hmm. if I was doing a side quest, I often found myself leaving the game on pause while I step away <laughs> to do other okay. things and then coming back later to finish it and then finish the main portion of the quest that I was doing so it would auto save and I wouldn't have to start that chapter over again. That would really bug me, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. I like to be able to say frequently, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, but it's like this is a this is a game like if you're you know you're you're spending a nice day at home, this is a game you could play because you could just leave it, go do something, come back, keep playing it, because it does have a pause feature, which is I miss having having been uh, stuck in Appalachia, mm -hmm. <laughs> seventy six. Yeah. I miss the pause feature. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that on so many levels. I my pause level is hanging out in my camp or in the shopper in the shop catalog when yes. I'm playing Red Dead. So that's the closest thing I got to a pause button. Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel you, man. I miss those buttons sometimes. But yeah, this is definitely um, a game that if you're like you know you're you're taking some me time at home, you're having a staycation, you're not going out anywhere. This is a game I would I would like fire up and play. Especially during the spooky season. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's now officially the Christmas season. I know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was, oh God, I was legit singing Christmas music earlier and I was like, why do I have Jingle Bell stuck in my head? I still have to go through Thanksgiving. <laughs> we're like in, in the, it's the purgatory of the seasons right now, right? Like we're in between. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one day you find yourself humming Jingle Bells, the next day Monster Mash and you're just like, oh my God. What is happening? Oh, I'm, I'm in the dusk of, uh, of the yes. season. <laughs> oh, man. But that, that's, uh, that's it for this episode, guys. That's all I got. That's Murdered Soul Suspects. It's, it is a really, really cool game. I, I yes. cannot believe I haven't heard about it sooner. And so It does. I think uh, the playing style does seem really easy, aside, aside from the save and pausing locations. Um, yeah. From what I watched from Scully to you, uh, Let's Play, it seems like a really easily understandable controls. So that's good because it won't distract you from the gameplay itself or the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... I like those type of games where the controlling and playing a game is so it's easy enough for you to learn and master so you can actually get lost in what story this game is trying to tell or hour for you this is uh, to discover. So that's really cool. Yeah. So. And I, 
I like that they ease you into the controls too, but they do it in like a storytelling way. So it doesn't feel like you're in a tutorial learning something. Yes. You actually feel like you're, it's like a line at Disneyland, right? Or Disney World, right? Like you're entertained while you're waiting and while you're going through like this whole process of figuring out the game. Okay. So. I like how they, um, they sprinkle the abilities through the storyline and I was just like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> So. Yeah, I'm really excited to play it. I can't wait now, especially for two bucks, you guys. I need yeah, to do more. <laughs> that's such a good price. And this game is such an underrated game. And normally it's 20 bucks, so that's still not too much for mm -hmm. a game. I think of oh, yeah. this like quality, too. I mean, it's, it is legit a very, very stunning game. Oh, yeah. And um, the graphics are still yeah. really good for today's standards. Yeah. Yeah. It holds up. It holds up. Yeah. Mm, wow. Well, oh man. Yeah. But yeah, guys. So, yeah. Uh, what what uh what game do we want to cover next episode? Are we still covering spoopy ones or are we going into like yeah, okay. Well, I, don't I mean know. this is this is your spoopy one. We we kinda talked about yeah. it before. <gasps> Does it have the one of the words of daddy in it? Yes. <laughs> like a letter <laughs> like a big daddy. Yes. Ooh. The game that got me into gaming, okay, outside from Skyrim, but this is the game my heart and soul tattooed literally on my body, Bioshock. Yay! <laughs> Such I, a good game. It is, oh my god. Swoopy level high, jump scares plenty. more jump scares than anything in that game. So yeah, I'm excited guys, because I I have artwork of Bioshock all over my gaming room. So I'm pretty sure my fandom for Bioshock is actually slightly bigger than Fallout. So it's intense. Ooh, Ooh girl. Yeah. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a Triz centric episode next. Yes, <laughs> it anybody, is. For anybody who hasn't played it, like I invite you guys. If anything, uh, the first one is out and it's cheap as heck as well. Right. So on all the platforms, Steam and uh, Xbox and PlayStation, it's really fun and it's a fast game. Um, if you want to barrel through the, the storyline pretty well too, just to get the vibe. But the music though, very Fallout esque so as well. Good. Yeah, so no, I, I'll stop no. rambling on because it's going to be like a four-hour podcast episode. So. Yeah, so tune in for the special Triz episode. Yes. <laughs> of just my voice. No, you're kidding. You guys are going to have to add it in because you make sure you watch at least one game. Are we only going to touch on the first one, right? Honestly, like looking back on it, I think we should just do the first one because there's so much story okay. and depth in that one. Good. I've played good. the first one, so it's been a couple oh, of years. Good. Oh, good. It. So you're, you're kind of familiar with it and it's like, it's oh, like a yeah. pop culture icon and then it you is. don't have to hear me bitch about the last one. Yeah, we'll just focus on the thing that is beautiful known as Bioshock. <laughs> I like I like the the last one. I like the DLC for the last one where we go back to Rapture. I haven't played okay, it yet, but I've watched that, it. That one is good. It was actually better than the, the third game, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so next episode, you guys get to look forward to Bioshock. Yes. So we, we got some good game selections going on I here. know, right? I mean, <laughs> these so have all been pretty amazing. Right. Agreed. Yes. Alrighty, guys. So I think I think that concludes our episode. I'm so excited. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alrighty, so uh, socials. You can find the podcast on all the social media platforms. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Balance Pixels. Um, Josh, where can folks find you? Uh, they can find me at Grestiodos.com, and that has all the links to all the socials, the too many socials that I have. Yay! <laughs> and Truth! Uh, you can find me on, let's mainly find me on Instagram. I'll be there at uh, Chisel underscore plays. And my link tree is there to direct you all to my other social media on like Twitter and of course my own stream. So Her, her Twitter's popping, guys. <laughs> my Twitter is, it's, it's a, a menagerie of different random thoughts from gaming to Taco Bell packets of hot sauce. So, you know, hey, <laughs> uh, you've been warned. <laughs> I love that description too. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So if you want pure randomness of a mom gamer losing her fucking mind, go on with on Twitter. I'll see you there. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have we'll have a of course we'll have links to that in the show notes. Um, and you can also find uh, links to all my things on scullyface.com. For the most part, I'm it's all scullyface except for Twitter. <laughs> It's the Scully face on Twitter. The Scully face. That's right. I'm literally checking the Scully face account that's on there every day to see if they finally deleted their account and they haven't. (laughs) You haven't touched it in years. All it's doing is collecting dust. Someday. Someday. Um, But yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next episode. Alrighty, bye. bye! Bye! Thanks for listening to another episode of Balance Pixels. Our podcast logo was designed by Josh. Our intro was written by Josh, Scully, and Trizzle. Our intro voiceover was recorded by Kevin Chenard. Our audio editing is done by Scully. And this episode was outlined by Scully. As always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our listeners. We'll see you all next episode!